At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Oregon. It's Thursday, July 23rd. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Businesses and gathering places across Oregon will face tighter restrictions starting Friday as state leaders and public health officials attempt to regain control over the spread of the coronavirus. Indoor venues such as restaurants, bars, gyms, and churches must limit occupancy to 100 people, down from 250. Restaurants and bars will have to close by 10 p.m. instead of midnight in counties that are in phase two of reopening, which covers much of the state. Lincoln, Multnomah, Clackamas, and Washington counties are still in phase one. Governor Kate Brown announced the changes during a press briefing Wednesday morning. Some people are going to hear this announcement and think these restrictions don't go far enough. They are legitimately worried about their family members, their friends, and of course their neighbors. Others are going to hear the news and think these restrictions go too far and are too onerous. The governor also announced that children ages 5 and older must wear masks in public starting Friday. The announcement came as the number of hospitalized patients with confirmed cases of COVID-19 reached 166 on Wednesday, an all-time high since the state started releasing those numbers in the early onslaught of the pandemic. The Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs has instituted a two-week quarantine to slow the spread of the coronavirus on the reservation following a surge in new cases. The Bend Bulletin reports that Warm Springs, with a population of around 5,000 people, has had 120 positive cases of COVID-19 as of July 17th. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum on Wednesday urged a judge to declare it unacceptable for federal officers to engage in what she called unconstitutional police state-type tactics by scooping up citizens and placing them in unmarked vans without probable cause. The attorney general relied on the statement of Michael Pettibone, a 29-year-old Portland man who said he was placed in a van on July 15th as he was walking home from a protest in downtown Portland. He said he was approached by men in camouflage uniforms, taken to the federal courthouse, questioned, and released without facing any charges. The state also is relying on a widely circulated video on social media of another man, approached by men in camouflage, being detained, walked to an unmarked van, and driven off. A U.S. Department of Justice attorney argued the state doesn't have standing to sue the federal government and has failed to prove that the detention of Pettibone or the man captured on video was unlawful. U.S. District Judge Michael Mossman heard about 90 minutes of arguments during the hearing held by video conference, and he didn't rule from the bench. He's expected to issue a written ruling soon. Also Wednesday, the Portland City Council banned all city police officers from cooperating with federal law enforcement or intentionally using force on or arresting journalists and legal observers. Oregon's largest company said Wednesday that it is beginning layoffs announced last month. They come as Nike shakes up its leadership and realigns its strategy under newly installed CEO John Donahoe. Nike didn't disclose the number of people that would be laid off, 
but said the restructuring would result in a net loss of jobs. Nike employed 77,000 at the time of its most recent annual report, which is now nearly a year old. Nike said it would spend between $200 million and $250 million in termination costs associated with the cutbacks, which suggests the scale of the job losses will be substantial. The company said previously its pending layoffs are associated with the new strategy, not disappointing sales, the company reported last month, and it indicated the job cuts would continue at least into the fall. Advertising agency Wyden & Kennedy, one of Portland's best-known businesses, also laid off 150 workers on Wednesday, or 11% of its workforce. It blamed a downturn in advertising amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Oregon Employment Department missed its goal for the third straight week in processing thousands of unpaid benefits claims for self-employed workers who are out of a job during the pandemic. And the beleaguered department's phone lines suffered fresh outages on Tuesday and Wednesday, making it impossible for callers to reach the state to resolve problems with their claims. Still, there are signs of progress that suggest Oregon is beginning to get a handle on the huge volume of unpaid jobless claims that left thousands of unemployed workers going without income through the heart of the pandemic. The department has now paid $3.2 billion in benefits since Oregon began its shutdown in March, and it's worked its way through a third of the backlog of self-employed workers waiting for aid. Many of those have been waiting several months for their checks. Thanks for listening. You can support this podcast and our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.